At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We've seen a car run into a tree, a tree fall through a roof, and we've even seen a car fall through a roof. But there's a better way for your home and auto to come together. Bundle them. And when you get both, you could save an average of 20%. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. On the rocks, I am Mav. I'm probably Emily. And I guess I'm Mandy. And we uh, we might be talking about Journey, episode 22, and the season finale of Glee season one. Did it! <laughs> oh my god, that was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We did it, guys. We did Ooh. it. A little heart attack there. It's fine. <sighs> Nothing is more exciting than having small children scream down into the ears of your podcast Ooh. hosts. Ooh. All right. Yeah, yeah. we finally yeah. We finally made it. This is the season finale of season one of, uh, yeah. of a TV show called Glee. How long have we been doing this, guys? Way too long. It took us way too long. We've yeah, been doing this forever. Long. Listen, this is all we, we have now. lives. This is our life uh, now. <laughs> this, is this is who we are now. <laughs> Listen, if we could be consistent about anything, we wouldn't be in therapy. There's that. But yeah, it's so true. episode 22, uh, I'm going to give a little quick background on it real quick. Um, first of all, it premiered on June 8th, which is the best day ever. Uh, and here's a little, little uh, background. Why is June 8th the best day ever? It's my birthday. Is it? Yeah. Oh, June 8th is Mab's birthday, just FYI. A little fun fact there. So, uh, Journey, or Journey to Regionals, was watched by 10.9 million American viewers. Um, It attained the highest uh, finale rating for a new show in the 2009-2010 television season. Wow. It's also the most watched scripted show um, of that week in the 18-49 to demographic um, for those of you who are interested in the nerdy, uh, analytical stuff like that, I know I am. Uh, so a little background on the episode. The moment the new directions have been waiting for has finally arrived. It is time for regionals. When Sue pulls a fast one on Will and the Glee Clubbers, becoming one of the judges, their chances at the title could be compromised. Meanwhile, Quinn's life changes forever and Finn and Rachel begin to rebuild their relationship. This episode was written and directed by Brad Falchuk. So yeah, I'm kind of surprised that Brad got the finale and not Murphy. Me too, to be quite honest. I just assumed. Yeah. Well, do uh, do we have any any special thoughts or or you know things I want to say as we kick off talking about yes. the, the finale? I do. I have one important thing to say, and I think that uh, Ryan Murphy has a problem with curly hair because he's bald, and I say this because I was struck again by the level to which Sue mocks Schuster for his hair. And then I remembered what happens to 
upcoming characters' hair, and I think Murphy is just racist or jealous against curly hair because he doesn't have any. I can believe that conspiracy theory. Yeah. I just want to, like, put that out in the think, world. I think that's true. Because... Allegedly. 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 Anyway, that was the first thing I wanted to get off my chest today. I I sympathize. I understand. Thank you. Thank you for sharing and bringing welcome. this to us. You're welcome. It felt um, I will also add, uh, not not necessarily related to, to curly hair, though though also as important as that, that uh, there was a lot of a lot of reviewers thought that this episode was, was fairly mediocre and uneven, as not an uneven re- representative of the season as a whole, which I agree with the unseason of a whole being uneven as well as this episode. I found that to be quite interesting that usually you want to kind of, you want to end on a bang and they did in a way, but also they really didn't in other ways. So hmm, yeah, this episode was for me kind of boring, honestly. Um, I love journey as a band. So the medley journey was amazing for me and just because I like to hear it. And like, if you've never driven through the flat ass middle of this country, listening to faithfully, you haven't lived a real life. But the rest of the episode is just kind of like, yeah, yeah. They, I feel like the entire show tried to be like unique and original, and I, and I think try not that they succeeded throughout most of the season by having like plot twists and you know plot lines that moved really quickly and sharply. And the finale was like completely predictable resolutions of everything they'd set up. Mm-hmm. Like nothing happened in it that you didn't really expect to happen. I guess maybe at the time it might have been surprising that they didn't win. But it was realistic that they didn't win. Right, yeah. So that wasn't actually a surprise. Well, it was, one surprise. Realistic thing it was a surprise to me that they actually adhered to, like, <laughs> no, we're not going to have a win. You, you know, like the Hollywood ending. They did not adhere to that. So, yeah, you're right. It is realistic that they didn't because, you know, stuff happened. But I think to me, the fact that I knew it was a TV show made me not surprised by it. Because if they hit the peak at the end of season one, Season two wouldn't have had nearly as much hype. Uh, I mean, in like the process of getting to nationals again. Yeah. True, but it's not. It's not like it's not a thing that they've done before. It's like we're gonna have we're gonna have Rachel Berry, you know, play Fanny Bryce now. Well, yeah, but at the time, like when season one was all you'd actually seen, you didn't know that that was gonna be like a pattern for them. It's fair. Um, it's yeah, it's definitely one of those where it's hard to remove the memory of having seen this plus everything else that happens after it. Mm-hmm. No, do um Nope, just totally forgot what I was going to ask. So, was it on. Were you going to ask if you also noticed that one guy who plays that guy from Dalton in the background at McKinley? No, was it wasn't, but oh. was Dalton there spying? Uh, well, so that's the thing is that the actor and I for the love of god cannot remember the Dalton character's name, but he's like the the white chubby cheeked guy. Uh, Trent, oh, maybe, maybe. Um, but he's he's just a background. It, it just walks by in the background of when Finn and Rachel are standing on the stairs talking. And like, and he's not in a Dalton uniform. He's in just like jeans and a, a sweatshirt or whatever. But it's it was startling. So I was like, oh fuck yeah, that guy is there. Trent is spying before, so just because they want to keep an eye on yeah. all of the. Uh, well, I'm going. Know, with it. One of the one of the warblers had heard about a cute 
uh, singer at the glee club and needed to get a, a look on before school year ended. I can, I'll go with it. But, um, let's also talk about how, how um, regionals are at, in, in June and never again. Yeah, or did we just I, end this? Or did we just end this season? Technically, no. I don't, no. <laughs> I don't <laughs> understand the timeline because Quinn gives birth, but how? When did she yeah. get knocked up? And the school year is nine months, but it wasn't. <sighs> when does nationals so, occur? Yeah. If they're yearly, do they occur in like? I don't understand. It's almost like you you have to have regionals be in June for Quinn to be able to have her baby because she can't have her baby in like four months. Right. Yeah. So it's sort of like, okay, there has to be nine months here. In which yeah. case, why the fuck are we having regionals in June? What the fuck? I don't. Why? Know. And then they never go to regionals again. <laughs> no, they do. They don't go to sections. No, wait. Which one don't they go to again? I don't think they go to sectionals again. They don't go to sectionals? Yeah. Hmm. That's because they ran out of money for songs. I don't know. They just, I think they, I think they stopped. They go, you know, we're trying for nationals now. We don't need to worry about our section. I guess, yeah. Fuck the rest of Ohio. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're, we're, we're going against people in the region. You might say they're moving on up. To the east side? <laughs> I mean, it's New York. Spoilers. Sorry, my bad, my bad. So there's a lot of stuff here that happens as we, uh, you know, basically thread some threads together. Being like, oh, let's put this together. Oh, let's put this together. And then there's a lot that we're just like, we're going to ignore that that was a thread that we we started. It's like, okay. But um, the adults in the room who are, I would question, um, there's a lot that happens with the whole like Emma and Will and Sue and and not necessarily all of their storylines going together, but that's kind of how I lumped them in my notes, just being like the adults and and what was going on in, in their side, partly because I think after this season, we do see obviously stuff that happens with them, but I don't think we have the same uh, focus moving forward. So it was almost like, you know, from, from when we started to when we're at now, I think we've uh, slowly diminished what we're showing of the of the adults. But for the moment, let's dive on into them. First uh, of all, yes. Emma, I would just like to take this moment to say Carl is lovely. Stay <laughs> with Carl. She got Carl herself a hot boyfriend. Carl is I mean, good for you. I mean, I know we haven't seen him yet, but, but I, I, I don't care. Him. He's not yeah. the football coach. I don't think we need to see him to understand that he's a better alternative than Shu. Yes. Shu, and he's not Ken, and therefore <laughs> I'm happy for her. I'm like, yes, go with this. He's a dentist. I'm sure they make nice money. I'm sure you can have like a nice little life, and it's great. Yes. He's probably good, for good you, at Emma. sterilizing things. Uh, I mean, definitely yeah. a relationship on this one. I mean, I bet he has, like, an unending supply of rubber gloves. <laughs> so, I mean, there's just, there's so many things that work well for her, and you need to, you need to just keep, no matter what happens, you need to go with that. I'm sure that's exactly what she'll do. I'm sure nothing could go wrong there. No. Nope. Yeah. 
on the other side of that. Um, so Will is problematic in many ways, this, this episode. I'm going to start with an easy one. And this is one that it, I don't know if it's problematic or if it's just my, my I hate Will Schuster goggles. Mm-hmm. But he has, he has all the kids over to his house. You never hung out with your teacher in their private home? I can't say that I have. Hmm. No. Not anybody else? Anybody else here just kind of casually go hang out with any of their high school teachers in their private home? Yeah, I, I can't say that I ever did. Um, I did have a teacher who weirdly liked to invite all of the cheerleaders over, but she was a, like, 20-something woman herself. So I feel like it might have been almost a shoe level of, uh, I want you to be my peer, not my student. Yeah, she just missed having friends. I'm not going to say that's a positive example of what you're trying to say. Right, right. Yeah, so it's just, it it left me feeling kind of creeped out. I mean, even though there are no overtones there, but it was just sort of like, um, what are you doing? Like, no. And it's more for me, it's the line of, you're an adult and you're a teacher and it, it's not, that's, that's, yeah, boundaries. There are boundaries. Will Schuster doesn't have boundaries. Clearly not. And we also have, uh, let's see, Sue's soft side, which is what I, what I put down as, as Sue actually starting to feel bad and tell, uh, and to feel bad for the Glee Club. Come so, the softer side, side of Sue. Soft Come see the softer side of Sue. I'm really glad you also knew that. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure there are people listening who have no idea what just happened. Let's not explain it. Let's just leave it at that. <sighs> yeah. yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Look, Sue is not a monster. She appreciates hard work and dedication, and, uh, you know, she she likes some of those kids. Not in, like, a Will Schuster likes the kids kind of way, but, like, a, she appreciates that they try hard? I don't know. She appreci- appreciates the kids for, for, for being kids. Yeah. Right. I, I do feel the, the line, like, a, a world without Glee Club is not a world I can imagine or something like that. I don't know. That felt heavy-handed. Yes, it was. That was that was the writers and creators of the show talking through a character rather than letting the character talk. Yeah, they have a real problem with that. A little bit. Um, I guess the thing that we are uh, just glossing over here is the um, labor birth scene cut between vocal adrenaline's number. I mean, I appreciate the the song choice matching the storyline choice there. Yes. Uh, they went for directly on the nose, no subtlety about it. They went right for it. Yeah, yeah they did. As, as literal as you can get, short of a it song was. that is actually about the labor process. Yep, yep. And, like, I, I can't hate it, because... Yeah, it, it, yeah. it wasn't... It, it worked. It was fine. It's the level of absurd that is... You just have to appreciate. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they, they went for this shit, and, um... All right. The like the and drama that's the kind of stuff of, from from Glee, I enjoy. Yeah. Because otherwise, you just would have had this like schmaltzy, schmoopy labor scene that we've all seen before. Yeah. Like we we can all each and every one of us could script a labor scene and it would look exactly the same. But this at least took 
uh, a process that happens a billion times a year and made it interesting. Um, it does. It does make me me go cool. All all women must time their new Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack. The song goes on for a while. That should totally help. I, I am mean, sure okay. that will be. That, hmm? that was funny though, because what they're saying is that she went into labor and gave birth in six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> she well, did not. I guess considering the unrealistic span of her pregnancy itself, it should just that's be accepted true. that her body does very strange things. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, that's true. maybe that's really that's true. maybe that's really the thing that we've all been missing this entire time is that Quinn that's her mutant ability is that she's able to be pregnant in like just did a baby in like three or four months and then go into labor in six months or third rate. I mean, it's not a very good mutant ability, but you know, or third rate mutant powers, rapid labor. She's able to create an army really fast, (laughs) which, okay. is not to say some women do go into labor and drop a baby in very few minutes. And that definitely happened. But, um, it's not, it's not the normal, I, I would say it's not normally how it, it goes. There's yeah. a little bit of time in between. And yeah. you're, I wonder if this is another casualty of, this is written by men and gay men who <laughs> clearly are not as familiar with how like this whole thing goes, which to be fair, I feel like I would have as much understanding of writing a birth scene as a gay man, having never given birth, but like, yeah, I mean, I would at least talk to a woman. woman screams a lot. Doctors hover over her. Yeah, it's about as yeah. far as my awareness goes. <laughs> there's like, there's a lot of pain. There's some drugs. Yeah. There's factors. There's a spanking involved somewhere on the baby, just in Whoa. case, you know. You know. Yeah, I I'm mean, not they're not gonna throw in the the other terrifying details of what happens when you give birth, and that's that's really fine. It's a Fox show. We, we don't need the rest of it. The more the more details you find about the process of giving birth, the more you go, wow, that that is never happening. Also, how the fuck did anybody decide to do that again? Mm. The fact that there are this many people on the planet when you have to do that to get a person. Just mm. right. this, this uh, today's podcast brought to you by our our the tip of our hat to every woman who's had a child. Thank you because oh my god. Mm. Because no. No, thank you. I mean, also, they're expensive. They're expensive. They're really messy. It looks painful. But you know what? Thank you, ladies. Good for you. And and I'm glad that that others enjoy or or are willing to go through it. Enjoy is probably not the right word. I don't know anybody that would enjoy it, but go through it for what you enjoy later, perhaps. Which is still like messy, in my opinion. Get a dog. Yeah, the, the dog. No, no pain. Still expensive. Makes a lot of messes. Still yells at me and doesn't always appreciate me. I mean, yeah. it feels like it's a child, but I just I can put it. I can put her in a box, and child services doesn't yell at me for it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, <sighs> see, this is how little so happened the, in this episode that we're just like talking about childbirth. Yeah, we're talking about childbirth. Yeah. I mean, some other stuff happens. I mean, we have. Oh, I mean, how dare how dare you gloss over the fact that Finn and Rachel are now a rela- now in a relationship together by them right, standing sorry. together? Yes, I did ignore that. How dare we not so have that gravity yeah. after there? Sorry, I, we oh. do need to dedicate minutes to Finn and Rachel because God knows the show does. 
I like that that was the that was the relationship um, that they felt that they needed to tie up uh, before going into season two, which I think is interesting um, because if you know you're going into a new season, wouldn't you want to leave more cliffhangers? Yeah, like wouldn't you want to leave like maybe that they're like okay, yeah, let's you know, or just like. Something that's there that shows, ah, Spark is there, but not like, you know what I mean. This definitely sounds like planning ahead. I don't know. And I'm pretty sure they knew knew that they got renewed for season two before they wrote this ending. I was about to ask if they thought there was a chance that it would only be one season, but no excuse if they knew they had a second season. I thought they I thought they got renewed for the second season after they got their back half of the first season. They did. They got a pretty uh-huh. early I'm just I, I thought Fox once they did they like they did thirteen episodes and then Fox ordered the yeah. next or they did eleven and then Fox ordered the next eleven and season two. Yeah, it looks like, like it happened back in January. So they had plenty of time. So they did this on purpose. Yeah. So this was all this was all what they wanted to do for reasons. Um, Conscious let's see. This is this episode marks the final time that original twelve new directions appeared together, partly because Matt decided that I I should go solo. I'm clearly <laughs> way better here. Yeah. Um. Also, the the uh, it was Trent that was walking back uh, behind mm-hmm. and Rachel. I was, mm-hmm. I was googling. Um. Uh, Matt a says his spy. Second... Trent is a goddamn spy. And and I'm here for it. I, I love babyface Trent. To go back to the Matt thing, I really think the end of season two should have been Matt Rutherford winning nationals by himself. <laughs> <laughs> like, that should yes. have been the plot twist for season two. Just that like, a, guess who didn't need you bitches? And then him holding the trophy up. <laughs> and like, or, what if, or what if when, like, Rachel went to, Rachel and Kurt went to New York and trying to get into Miata, and, like, Matt's already there, and, like, has graduated yeah. early, and is on yeah. Broadway. Exactly. The entire show should have just been Matt doing whatever the main characters were striving to do. And with, like, <laughs> yeah, that's ahead. Like, who is Kurt's boss at the fashion place in New York? Yes. Oh, it's Matt. It's Matt. <laughs> Actually, Matt's it, on, it like, would have been really- I was say Matt's on the advisory board for Niata, and he's just like, you're not yeah. getting in. <laughs> That's why Rachel didn't get in the first time. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Matt was like, so I know is, these people. This is how interesting this finale is. We just skipped ahead, like, four seasons. Yeah. <laughs> because no, I just really surprising. want... Yeah. I, I, I really want, in the, in the rest of, like, seasons two through six, like, background, there's a billboard for, like, Matt Rutherford's new album, but it's, his name is Matt, sort of like Drake. And he's just like... <laughs> Or they're like they're watching like he's on TV on SNL like in the in that in their apartment and they just it's playing in the background. I just want little background pieces of Matt like being amazing. I think we need to get someone to edit him in to all of the episodes somehow. Dear dear anybody listening to this podcast with a passable talent at Final Cut, <laughs> we have a request. <laughs> Would actually have been a really great Easter egg if that had happened. Would have been things that would have been fucking amazing if you had done them, but no. Part nine. Part nine. Yeah, yeah. Fair. 
So, uh, yeah, Trent is the one that walks down, and uh, I think I said Matt says his second out of three lines of the series in this episode. So, yeah. How did that actor, yeah. how did that even happen? Like, was he just bad at his job? Because he was there the entire fucking time. Like, how did he just never get a line? I'm curious. I, 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 want to th- I want to think, and I could be wrong, like, maybe maybe he wasn't good at acting or singing or dancing. Like, maybe he would... I assume he has to be somewhat good, considering, like, he was originally cast. So, like, you had to have been good enough to originally be cast. But, like, everybody yeah, something else... had to have well, but the, but there's also has a thing, like Kurt's the gay one, Quinn's the cheerleader, um, Artie's, uh, you know, he has a disability, Rachel is the crazy, you know, overachiever, Finn's the football player, like, everybody had a thing, and maybe the problem was that they couldn't wrap their head around what Matt's thing was, because that's how they literally hang characterization, yeah. is not by, you know who, you know, actually making a full-fledged character, but just, you know. Here, what are, I'm going to give Matt, thing? I'm going to give Matt a thing right now. He okay, what's Matt? Uh, was also on the mathlete team. He's like mm-hmm. a great mathematician, and his struggle is trying to decide between studying for the next mathlete championships or participating on the glee club. And he has to decide which one is more important for his future uh, college applications. Clearly, he decided mathletes, and he chose the mathletes. Yes. Now he's now he's hanging around with some like top mathematicians. I would have said a name there, but I don't know the names of top mathematicians. I'm sorry. And now he's on the Big Bang Theory. Are you also on IMDb right now? <laughs> I am not. No. Oh. Okay, I see what you're saying. Sorry. I'm on. I, I was. Because I was like. I what? was feeding my Tamagotchi. Um, um. Interestingly, the guy who played Matt Rutherford, his name is Dijon Talton, and he has on his IMDb page from 2009 to 2015, Glee. That's so because like, doesn't he? No, doesn't he, he show up again. I think he shows up in 2009 in Dreams Come True, or at least it says that he's got. Yeah, uh, no, he's at the end of right? In like the finale, finale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think because he turns up for the finale, he gets to okay. say that I don't know. Have been bad. He was put in American Crime Story in the 2016 version. Now he played Sheriff's Deputy Number One, so I don't know what that <laughs> says, but like, I'm assuming if you pissed off Murphy, he would not let you anywhere near one of his sets. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I don't know. I can almost see the opposite happening, where if you pissed off Murphy, he's just gonna keep giving you shitty roles you can't rise above. He he wants to keep you on the hook a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I'm Once not gonna. You're... I'm not gonna say who this also makes me think of, but I'm just gonna sit here and drink my little soda. Once you're part of the Murphy team, you never get to leave. This is who you are now. This is what you're doing. You're yeah. doing what Ryan Murphy wants you to do. Ryan Murphy wants you to play Sheriff's Deputy number one. And then you'll play Sheriff's Deputy number one and you'll like it. You'll fucking like it! So yeah, so Matt Rutherford had had his second line in this episode. Um, he did, I noticed it. I was so like, oh. That, we're, we're going to pour one out for Matt Rutherford. Sorry, buddy. 
is going on to be a famous mathematician that also sings and dances and is on the board at Niata and is all these other things. He's got a very busy life. He does, but you know, he's Matt Rutherford. He's really smart. He's able to create a time turner. So, you know, yeah, no worries. Good for you, Matt. Good for you, Matt. Uh, so yeah, this is this is as interesting as this uh, this episode really is. Um, oh, one note: um, the Shelby uh, Beth situation. Right. Like I know, I know we're in a um, TV I know show. We're in a uh, TV show. Yes, thank you. That's what we're in. But like that was just a little too goddamn convenient, <laughs> wasn't it? It was like really, really, you just had a baby and you just want to have a baby right now, and it's just that's just wow, that's super easy. I've got a baby. You want a baby? Guess what we're doing? And deep down somewhere, Terry just got really angry. And oh, screaming. the reason she didn't that's understand. Sad. Really, that's actually sad. Terry Schuster's out there like, but that was my fake baby. <laughs> um, I just now realized that um, apparently uh, the date that the episode aired is apparently in Glee canon, according to the Glee Wiki- Wikia, which, shout out again to the Glee Wikia, that always, always is where we go to for our information. Um, Beth's birthday is on the day the season finale premiered, which means that Beth Corcoran and I share a birthday. Well, that is very exciting. This is very exciting. These are, these are things that happened and stuff. Stuff and things. To go with sheets and things. <laughs> Stuff and things. It's the uh, it's the wider version of sheets and things. Um, Stuff and things has other stuff. And things. Oh, I have a very random question that maybe you guys were paying enough attention to that you can solve. Um, at the end of regionals, there are three teams standing on stage, correct? There are yeah, three. Right? There are three teams on stage. There's Vocal Adrenaline, uh, Oral Intensity, and the New Directions, right? Yeah. So, uh, they, uh, okay, so, um, trying to, like, make this make sense in my brain before I say it out loud, and then I I can't. Artie says a lot. Artie says this line that says, we didn't even place, but there are three teams. How do you there's first, second, third. How did they, they at least got third. Well, I think if, the thing is they announced second place and then first place. So I think the idea is you, we didn't even place, meaning they didn't even give us like a place. So you like default. Does that, does that mean regionals? Like is only three teams competing? That seems not right. Right. That's what I'm saying is like, if they're standing on stage, then to me that says the top three teams are the people on stage. And if Oral Intensity got second and Vocal Adrenaline got first, by default, New Directions got third. Unless they're just standing on stage and the actual third place winners are, like, somewhere else. New Directions they just, like, so elbowed like, them why out. Why are they on stage instead of us? But then it's like, why are there only three teams competing in regionals? Yeah, so either, either there's only three teams competing in regionals, which seems unlikely... Um, or New Directions went on stage even though there are more than three teams and the other team didn't show up, right. or they got third place and you, it's not that you didn't place. Yeah. Or do they only... Because they, they gave them a trophy. It's not even that 
they didn't get a trophy. So, like, you can't say you didn't place if you got third. Even the Olympics go to third place. It's a secret that New Directions can't count. (laughs) Well, because Matt is their one mathlete and he's been dancing too much. God damn it. This explains so much. He leaves... They, do, they can't count anymore. They have to try to convince Brittany that she's smart and can count. And that doesn't go really get work. So, they try, so then they try to bring on Blaine to try to be like, cool, he's from Dalton. I bet he can I bet he can count. I bet they have math on the curriculum. This explains so much. And, like, maybe someone watching under... Maybe it made more sense to other people, but I was watching that. Like, what do you mean you didn't place? There are only three teams. Being a little dramatic, aren't you guys? Jesus, just because he didn't win. Anyway, so, moving on. So yeah, this this episode was it was fun. It was ridiculous. It was and by fun I mean, eh, we I watched it just kind of going. But everything I expected to happen happened, except yeah. I was surprised that they didn't have them win because I I expected TV Hollywood endings. But you know, good for that. Um, what were your what are your guys' thoughts on the whole for season for season one? Go right now. Well, I do. Like, are are we leaving this episode behind now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, first, I do want to bring up the the behind the scenes thing that like in like my like cursory Google for this episode was mentioned in quite a few articles as like a selling point, and it's that when Will and Emma kissed, they didn't tell Jama that that was going to happen. That yeah, she, like, her reaction was to being kissed without her, like, knowledge that was coming. And how, like, kind of fucked up that is. It's, that, uh... That was, like, up. a publicity point for them. No, it's completely yeah. fucked up. And definitely not something they would do to, uh, Morrison. It would not, they would yeah. not spring yeah. a kiss on, on Matt. Um... I read the reasoning from, from Murphy is because he wanted an authentic response, which is the most bullshit reasoning. Like, you, you're hiring fucking actors. Right. You either think they can do their job or you don't. They're actors. How about, how about you let the actors act off of the script? Yeah, exactly. And then and if, you're, if you're reasoning for, I wanted an authentic kiss, then every other fucking kiss in the show better be unscripted. Yeah. I guess some are, but... <laughs> We'll get there. Hold on. Sorry, I'm taking that too. I'm taking that too lightly. But yeah, no, it is it's it's bullshit. It's something that only ever happens to women. So right, yeah. I mean, you would. This is taking it to such an extreme, but you know, it's like we wanted a an authentic fear response, so we threw them into a vat of spiders. Like it's not they're yeah. actors. You can't just you can't just kiss somebody without their consent. And uh, I, I especially I like not your... for a TV show. I also like that you noted that it's like that was the selling point, where it's like that was something that's supposed to be good. Like that would make me go, oh no, no, I don't want to watch that. Yeah, no. There's like there's an E online promotional article that came out June 9th, two thousand ten. It's like five Glee finale secrets, and the number one secret is that Will and Emma kiss wasn't scripted. Like you didn't accidentally catch the two actors kissing in the corner and record it. Like no, mm-hmm. what you did was force a woman to be kissed by a man that she didn't consent to or wasn't made aware of as part of her job. And like, Which just means that there's, there's, uh, you know, there's got to be articles and stuff where Jama talking to people and they ask her about it and she's got to talk about it positively. Yeah. Because she can't say, well, that it really was a dick move to do. That was not, 
I did not like that because that's not how you keep working. <laughs> that doesn't make for a comfortable work environment for anybody. Nope. Just more more evidence of that. I mean, I won't blame this one on, on, on Shu. I'll just blame this squarely at Ryan Murphy's feet. Yes, but Matthew Morrison wasn't like, I'm not going to do that. That's creepy. Yeah. Fair. Totally fair. I, I'm curious how many how many male actors would say no. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to kiss my female co-star without them aware of it. Uh, I mean, today probably a few. Six years ago, not as many. I, I'm also. I also wonder if like because there there definitely are. I think actors who when they and, and when they. I guess the difference here is they weren't playing a couple. They were playing people that were potentially going to be a couple. If you're in a couple, you're half of a couple acting. Um, I do think there's like, hey, you know, what are you, what are you familiar, what are you comfortable with me doing to you? And like, just on, like, that's not scripted. Let's talk right. that out. And I think that's a thing that could exist where it's like, hey, you can touch me here and I'm cool without it being in the script. I don't need a warning for that. And I do think yes. that exists. It's also a question of, like, just because they have kissed on screen as actors before doesn't... It, it's not, like, a standing okay. Like, just because they've filmed these two actors kissing before doesn't mean you just get to, like, lay one on anytime you want for the good of the show. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not... like the analogy, just because I loaned you $5 doesn't mean you yes. can take $5 out of my purse next week. Like, exactly. you know, you need to ask every time. Or, like... I did write not it in the pay all five dollar transactions. Like yeah. anytime you want. Murphy. Yeah. Which does kind of give the the already kind of lackluster finale kind of a, an, an an additional pale. But uh moving to the rest of the lackluster or maybe luster season. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm, yeah, so like See, I know a lot of people really, really love season one, and I don't, but that's in comparison to season two, so it's kind of hard to talk about season one without it being a comparison. Like, we talked about this before, where it's hard to, to we can't watch these episodes in a vacuum, even though it's been six years since we've seen them, yeah. because mm-hmm. we still have, like, you have, like, the memory and the emotional memory of what happens later, but I, I, I think that this season would have been a lot better if it had been written to only 13 episodes or or maybe even 20 episodes. Well, no, because that's only two down. Maybe like, yeah, let's say 13 episodes. Like if they had condensed it, which is why miniseries and limited series work so well, is you have the streamlining of the writing. You get rid of all like the wheat and the chaff. Like you just get rid of the extraneous bullshit that takes away from the more interesting stuff. And I think if Glee had only been written to be thirteen episodes per season, I think there's a lot of the stuff that we all end up hating that would have been taken out just by the nature of the the streamlined writing. I really want to believe that, but part of the optimistic here, goddamn it, devil on my shoulder is like, but would Ryan Murphy have valued? stuff we liked enough to keep or would it have been 13 episodes of no characters besides Finn, Rachel, Shu, and Emma 
Yes, that is, I mean, logically, yes. I do generally agree, though. I do think that a 13-episode run would have made a better show. I I sort of feel that way about most shows. So, I mean, like, I agree with you. But, like, I I feel like most television shows should be between 13 and 15 episodes. Because otherwise you just wind out in the weeds. Yeah, you get in the weeds. you, You spin off into nonsense. And I, but you're right that what we would have probably have gotten is just the stuff we didn't necessarily want. Like then Mercedes wouldn't have had a single storyline and Quinn and Santana, like everyone else would have just been left in the dust even more. And that's not, that's not better. No, no. I was pulling out some um, reviews for the season. I'm always curious to see what reviewers said at the time. Mm-hmm. Really, it's it's a lot easier to find that than it is to find like fan thought at the time. That that is a little bit more difficult. Um, to, but as always, would love to hear what you guys thought of of the season as a whole when you watched it. Especially if you if you know where your thoughts were, like and you live blogged that, that'd be great. But um, on the whole, like it had a seventy eight Metacritic score and an eighty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and that's based on reviews, not on um, the not, not audience reviews. So, I mean, on the on the whole, it's it's all very positive. I do like this one uh, reviewer from the New York Times that called the show blissfully unoriginal in a witty <laughs> in a witty imaginative way, and I was like, way to like totally try to like hide that zinger. Holy yeah. shit, that that was great. Um, there was another piece. Um, the okay, variety. The guy from Variety was critical of the early episodes because he said high, uh, the acting and the characterization were way off, and that the show squandered a bunch of talent and was uneven in tone. Um, and I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literally, um, that's literally how I feel. Um, he did also add that TV would be poorer without the show, um, but I agree that all of the um, all the things he highlighted. I'm like, yeah, no, those are problems. Mm-hmm. And then I also like this person that uh, had that was declared anti-Christian by a youth minister and commented <laughs> that all Ten Commandments are violated during the season. Who's murdered? <laughs> Who? Okay, so someone's neighbor is coveted. I got that. Uh, Adultery. I, honestly, I don't know all the Ten Commandments, but one of them is murder, and who 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 is murdered? Is it yeah. shit? Quality of writing in the television landscape. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But now is also, there a secret also, murder that we don't remember? Uh, also, um, there's one that's like, you can um, have no gods before me. So what other gods are there? Uh, Sue worshipping her trophies. Okay. Yeah. Are you Googling Ten Commandments? Because I did. I'm not trying to remember my my childhood. <laughs> um, stealing. Okay, murdering, stealing, adultering. Ma- uh, something about your honor your mom and dad, honor your God. Um, Keep holy the Sabbath day, but we don't actually know what they do on Sundays, so we don't know that that's not true. Oh, did you Google, or are you just... No, I Googled. I don't know this shit. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's all. It's all the ones I remember. So yeah, there's a I'm lot just of really them. Con- I kind of go, wait a minute. I'm just really concerned about this killing. <laughs> did 
Is, Surprise, there was a murder in season one, and we so did wait, not. Wait, we did not. Uh, Finn hits Maybe he's talking about car, Matt. Right? <laughs> Doesn't Finn hit that guy with his car when he's thinking about. Do, do we know that he died? We don't. Or should we just assume now Maybe. that he died? I guess we have to assume. Oh, shit, wait. I think his name was Aaron. Do, do we know that Matt Rutherford wasn't supposed to have a more untimely end? <laughs> Wait a minute. What if Matt Rutherford was really like a vision, sort of like Harvey? Do we know he wasn't actually, if he was alive or not? We don't know anything anymore. This is very confusing for me. We have now turned our podcast into my favorite murder. <laughs> I wish. We are trying to figure out which murder happened in season one of Glee. If you have any tips or any insight, please let us know. (laughs) It's hilarious. Yeah, so Uh, on the whole, I think we would all agree the season was kind of, eh. I would agree with you that season two um, is is probably my favorite. I'm I'm torn between two and three. But this, this one isn't my favorite. Like, what I like about the show isn't there yet. And I don't mean Blaine. <laughs> Blaine. Do you mean Clayne? Not entirely. But like <laughs> it's I but a little bit. It's a little bit, but then it's also my favorite character. Like I love Kurt and we only get him a little bit. And we get some of the worst version of Kurt in season one. So like when I say Clayne kind of, I mean because he's half of that. But like I I enjoy his character and I don't get to see it. It's very, it's only every so often, and as you said, it, it can be, it can be a little snarky. Yeah. It's a bit so, of a shit. I mean, I, I, I'm gonna stick with snarky, but okay. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's, it's I not just my... love that you are, like, Kurt Stan number one, because we that are is, not. That no. is my role on this podcast. It's to defend Kurt at all costs. To defend Kurt at most costs. The, the diversity is good. Yeah, I'm is. not going to. I'm not going to lie. There are times he is really snarky and does deserve to be taken down a peg. But I mean, listen, when Sebastian comes along, I'm sorry. You're only allowed to be. You're only allowed to stand one character at a time. What? Oh, then it's Sebastian. <laughs> so I was say this is going to be difficult. Be like, I'm sorry. You can either have Blaine or Sebastian. Those are the those are the roles. Okay, but. Okay, no, we can't get into this because we haven't even met these characters yet in the timeline of this podcast. (laughs) You are just trying to give yourself more time. It's fine. Fine. Uh, Well, then I guess that kind of rolls easily into, uh, so, season two. That's coming up. It is. uh, What are we looking forward to? (laughs) I'm looking forward to more Rachel. (laughs) Aren't we all? No, I mean, I'm looking forward to the thing that I'm looking forward to because... Completely a mystery. Look, yeah, we're just, we we are really excited. We get to have Blaine, which I know is. I mean, considering he ends up going from a walk-on role to leading half of the Glee club and staying until the end of season six, it's a pretty decently sized, you know, decently sized role. So we're excited to get to see, you know, the other main one of the other main characters show up. Um, yeah, and you know it. It's the version of him that I like the most, too, because, frankly, later versions of Blaine I don't care for. So it's, like, it's peak Blaine for me is season two. Because they're, 
it uh, we can't talk about this yet because we haven't watched these episodes but it's yeah. you know and, and for the record you don't even get to start talking about it as soon as we hit season two you have to wait like a couple episodes that's the only thing that gets me is like i'm like a season two yeah and i'm like oh yeah those are there are those beginning episodes <laughs> there's that shit that that there's other stuff that happens um but yeah the getting to see see blade i love dalton i love, I love dalton. dalton they should have kept kurt there i still can't understand reasons but anyway so i'm looking forward i won't go into all that um i'm also I'm looking, looking forward to, to and I then, think we're going to have it giving me the nostalgia it. for wanting to dive back into all of the Dalton era fic. Yeah. If you I just have Dalton era plain fic that you can send me or recommend to me or anything, I need it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have more to talk about when it comes to the fandom, right? Because by season two, there's some history. That's true. Uh, yeah. And I think it'll be easier to go back in blogs and find stupid posts. And it, like, there's some, I, I hate the word iconic, but there's some Tumblr posts that still go around from season two. Talk at me while you eat! <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, that's impressive for a show that was objectively not amazing. And, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of excited to get into some of those and we can figure out if we're going to have special episodes where we talk about fandom on its own because you know we talked about doing a, a shipping episode um i definitely think that talking about this is not a beer kind it is actually an ozarka uh oh, raspberry what? lime sparkling water can wow all right someone's i'm a little fancy. extra hmm? i said someone's fancy oh uh these are fancy these are the cheap local versions that of lacroix Oh, okay. <laughs> got it. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I you know, there's, I think there will be the fandom stuff is either going to be aggravating or fun or both at the same time because both, you know. <laughs> I really would like to do once we once we kind of get I think once we once claim comes on, I would like to do a shipping uh, conversation. Not yeah. just because and let me talk about Clane as much as possible, guys. But um, the it, evolution of and and I'm saying this just using let's say like the King Cream as like your source. Uh, oh, but the King Cream, huh? I said, oh, the King Cream. I know, I know. The you know legit throwbacks here, but just like using that as like your source material, but seeing how Kurt's characterization as how fans saw him and how like people were pairing him with like these people and these Mm -hmm. people, these people. And then Blaine comes in and then you see how that characterization or that relationship goes and changes. And it's just, it's very interesting. I think just from, you know, a Kurt fan, uh, we go like, cool. We went from like Finn and Puck and then I think Sam and then Blaine. So just kind of like the, the evolution of who of who uh, Kurt should be with, and I always right. think that's an interesting, an interesting conversation to have. And then being able to bring in other people, I guess, as well. Whatever. Talk about other ships. Fine. Right, Jamie. Yeah. So th- these are all things I'm. i I also some of my favorite songs during season two. I think they start to hit their stride with um, some of their craziness without it being. I don't know. I, I like season two, so I'm excited. Yeah. No, I'm excited. 
Mandy, what about yourself? You do not have to be excited if you don't want to be. I am. You have to, um, you have to be excited, goddammit. I, I feel like the... I don't quite have the same, like... I don't want to say I don't like Dalton, like, as... Get the fuck out. <laughs> exactly. I can't <laughs> say I don't like Dalton, I because I won't appreciate all opinions. <laughs> wow, so this podcast has been really fun. It's so bad that we have to end it now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I quite have the same attachment to Dalton. Um, that that said, uh, <laughs> I'm excited for. Excited is the wrong word. We also get Sam <laughs> Evans as a character, and there's so much salt potential there that I'm yes, excited by it. I feel yes. like the whole like, what they planned on doing with Sam versus what they uh-huh. did and how Blaine came in instead of that, like all of that gets very yeah. fascinating to talk about. Mandy is excited for the amount of shade she gets to throw. Yes. Grow and also experience, because I feel like you two are going to bring it as well. Oh, Oh, yes. Yes. So I think I'm I'm excited for all of the various discussions in season two, which kind of goes back to the fact that there's a bit of history now. There's like established dynamics and they try to bring new people Mm -hmm. in. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yes. It's going to be good. It is. Is season two also when we get sugar, or is she season three? I think she's season three. Yeah. I couldn't remember. But, okay, so I'll have to wait longer to be able to talk about being excited for her. We also do get more, like, more Santana, um, which I love her singing, so I'm Mm -hmm. here for getting to hear more of her. So, yeah, there's there's a lot that uh, we get to to enjoy. We do. Uh, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's see. Any... Any other, Honestly, any other... if we keep going, we're just going to end up talking about the next episode, so we should probably just start really <laughs> Okay, well then here, here's a question. Do, what was your favorite episode from season one? Oh. I feel like this is a pop quiz I didn't study for. Oh. Um... the name? I can't remember any episodes now. <laughs> do, you want me to ra- um... do you want me to run through them? No, 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 no. I mean, Hold on. I, I have Google. I can do this. <laughs> um... I'm gonna say the Kurt and Bert stuff, but it's hard for me to like pick out one specific episode for that. I feel like I want you to take all the Kurt and Bert things and pull yeah. them out and make them an episode. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm gonna say the pilot. Oh, the pilot was pretty good. Yeah. I'm gonna say the pilot. Okay. Okay. And not because I can't remember the other episodes. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> nope. So what I chose. Chose that for a goddamn reason. <laughs> okay, well, here's maybe an easier. Um, what was your favorite song? That's not easier. That's definitely not easier. What's wrong Is there a song you? that you remember? You say what's a song you can remember, and literally the only thing in my head is Don't Stop Believing." <laughs> Fair. Um, I mean, that was iconic of the... That's of the music the version of Emily's answer of Pilot. <laughs> the song. Oh, I mean, my okay. Mine is Rose's turn. Oh, that's I was expecting one. you to say that. Yeah, mine's Rose's turn. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's fair. Honestly, Mandy, I don't know either. So I, I, I didn't have an answer for myself. So mine is Teenage Dream, the precursor yeah, version. Yeah, I was say like I can think of my like favorite songs from Glee, but none of them happen to be in the first season, except maybe Rose's turn. But I'm just copying off Emily's paper if I say that. <laughs> I was a, I was an A student, so copy away. 
All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal her answer then. Rose's turn. How about you, Meth? You know, I said like I didn't have, I didn't really have one. So like I don't like I asked this question fully aware. I did not was not able to answer it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. I see how it is. No, I ask the questions. I don't answer. <laughs> uh, I I will take Mandy's answer to say I want all of the Kurt, uh, you know, Kurt pieces into mm-hmm. an episode, please. Just everything of him. I, that's my favorite episode. Just anything with Kurt. Um, I'll allow it. That would be <laughs> and uh, I did. There's something to be said for their um, their journey song at the end. Don't stop. I mean, yes. and their his own stop believing. So. I think because that song became so intrinsically tied and iconic that it just, anytime I hear it, especially the way they sing it um, with the uh, acapella at the beginning, um, it it gives me goosebumps and in a way that I'm like, I get kind of angry that I get goosebumps over. I'm like, this should not be affecting me. God damn it. This this fucking show is not allowed to affect me like this. I have said it aloud and then it still happens anyway. So That'll be my that'll be my answer. All right, all right, all right. Well, I don't have I don't have any other questions other than do we do we want to rate the season on a Kevin scale, or do we want to just say nah? I mean, like as a whole, the season was like like one Kevin. Let's put it on a Kevin all all you know all together. Yeah, like all together one Kevin. I mean, if we wanted to be you know scientific about it, we could probably add them up and divide, but that takes math. And Matt Rutherford is not here to do it for us. And we don't have Matt Rutherford because bitch went out and became his best self. So we got nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, then, in that case, then I think we've we've given a pretty thorough rundown of uh, everything that everything that we that we liked that we didn't like that we are excited for and probably more of that than we needed to. Um, <laughs> clearly, we could we could talk about that for days. So. Oh, yeah. uh, we will we will endeavor to keep our podcasts at the length this next next season and not to two hours. Uh, <laughs> the one podcast per Blaine scene, right? <laughs> it's there, it's two podcasts per episode. The first yes. one is everything else, and the other one is the Blaine podcast. I honestly don't see a problem with this. <laughs> I mean, technically, neither do I. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, uh, this has been a great season one, and that's what you've missed on Glee. A road is just a road, but a Jeep SUV isn't just an SUV. Come see for yourself at the Jeep Start Something New sales event. During Owner Appreciation Month, finance get $3,750 total cash allowance on select 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo 4x4 models in dealer stock the longest. On oldest 20% inventory of 2020 Jeep Cherokee Laredo models as of 1-3-2020 in dealer stock. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers are qualified. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 2-3-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark. At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. And we know that it can get a little weird when things just don't work together. That's why Farmers lets you bundle your home and auto insurance together. And doesn't that sound nice? Bundle with Farmers today and you could save an average of 20% too. Talk about music to your ears.
Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.